We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 10, 20, 50, and $100 for each winning selection up for grabs. This is your chance to turn your free picks into real prizes and parlay those prizes into even more winnings with FanDuel. If your lock bet loses, though, you'll have to start over with a new streak. If you don't already have the SharpSide app, download it now for either iOS or Android and create a free account and start working to build your streak today. Remember, it's totally free to play, so don't miss out. For more details, visit SharpSide.com or the SharpSide app. Best of luck. Welcome in, guys. Wednesday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack. Good to be back here in the Fantasy Bar once again tonight. The focus on NBA. Nice slate of games for us here tonight. We'll cover, as always, some of my favorite plays on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get into the plays, guys, as always, a couple favors here. First of all, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Get notified when the videos are coming out. Lots of great videos coming out here from Roto Grinders. Also, if you enjoy your time here, in the fantasy bar no money required here absolutely free of charge all i ask take a second click that thumbs up button guys really helps us out over there on youtube now next thing on the docket make sure you download the old sharp side app baby free contest going on where all you do is lock in your favorite picks and if you go on a streak chance to win some FanDuel cash the longer the streak goes the more money you're going to win so great app get spreads totals player props all the different sports, make sure you go and download the SharpSide app today and get in this absolutely free contest with those lock bets. All right, let's get into the place here for Wednesday night. Nice slate of games here for us on tonight's docket. We're going to start one of my spend-ups at point guard with Kyle Lowry of the Raptors. So we're going to spend a little bit of money here on our first drink here in the bar. That's going to be on Kyle Lowry, over 40 DraftKings points now in seven of the last ten games. So we get a guy in good form. Check. Next box. We have some injury situations. We know Toronto's been playing shorthanded for the majority of the season without guys like Siakam, Marcus Saul, Norman Powell. Now we add Fred Van Vliet to that walking wounded list for the Toronto Raptors. And what does that mean? 
but we run the numbers. You ask where do we find these numbers? Get over to Roto-Grinders, check out our court IQ tool, invaluable information here for NBA. But I will give you the information here on Kyle Lowry. And then we're talking about almost an 8% usage bump when you take all these guys out of the lineup here. Already a guy that does a lot for this team. Good matchup here. Love this spot for Kyle Lowry. Lead us off here tonight in the six-pack. All right, let's get you some value. Eat up some of that Kyle Lowry salary with small forward, power forward, Daniel House of the Rockets. So the Rockets, one of those teams I want a lot of exposure to here tonight. No Russell Westbrook. That means a lot of good things for a lot of guys, which we're going to get into. But Daniel House, let's focus here first. Playing a ton of minutes right now for the Houston Rockets. Generally a 30-35, 40-minute type guy here. Atlanta's weakness against small forwards. They allow the most three-pointers in the league to this position. And Daniel House, a guy that will jack up a ton of threes. So I know the debate's going to be House or Eric Gordon. I think both are solid plays here tonight. And Daniel House gives you the higher ceiling out of the two. Atlanta also most fantasy points allowed to the small forward position. Not shocking there. Give up a lot of threes. You're going to give up a lot of fantasy points. Daniel House in a good spot here tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. All right, let's stay in that same price range. More value here with shooting guard. Small forward Josh Hart of the Pelicans. So I'm going right back to the well here. I had a lot of Josh Hart the other night. Kind of disappointed. He was heavily owned. I think that's going to drop here tonight. After that performance, we have more choices, more teams. So Josh Hart could fly under the radar here after Lonzo Ball was the guy who had the good game. But I want to go back to Hart here. No Drew Holiday. Obviously good for both of these guys here tonight. The Bulls been very good against point guards this season. But 25th in defensive archetype against a player like Josh Hart. So matches up well with this team. You're not going to know that by just looking at the surface numbers. Again, that's where these numbers over at Roto-Grinders really help you out. Josh Hart, a great value price here in the low forces, $14 on Yahoo. The matchup, better than people will realize out there in the general public, and you'll get some recency bias here as well. Fire Josh Hart up once again here tonight against the Chicago Bulls. All right, back to the Rockets here with another play at center. Clint Capella against Atlanta. This guy's coming off with probably his best game of the season against Joel Embiid, who wants to be the defensive player of the year. So if he's going to do that, what's he going to do against this Atlanta team? Nikola Jokic just went absolutely nuclear against this team in that last game. And I realize, not the same type of players here, but you pretty much lock in a double-double here for Clint Capella. He's done it in 11 of his last 12 games. So we're talking cash games. That's the floor I'm looking for. We want ceiling. Hey, here comes Atlanta knocking. They are going to provide a ceiling here. And if he can come anywhere close to what he did last game, which I certainly think he can do once again here tonight, we're easily making hay on these salaries here below 8K on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Capella, easily my favorite center here on this Wednesday night slate. All right, back to Value Town. My favorite value play on the board, small forward, power forward, Michael Porter Jr. of the Nuggets. So this guy just continues to get better and better. You know, it's only a matter of time. The talent is going to prevail here. This guy is a very talented player. He's dealt with injuries and now starting to show that. So I think this is a buy low opportunity while you can. These prices are not going to stay here. This guy's role is going to continue to grow in my opinion. So he's under 4K on both of the big sites here. Minimum price over on Yahoo. Buy low. I'm going to stress it again. These are the lowest prices you're going to get on Michael Porter. Now. Let's look at the injury situation. No Will Barton tonight for the Denver Nuggets. What was that going to do? It's going to obviously open up minutes, usage, shots. Will Barton, a guy that gets in there 
and Chucks. He's going to get his offense. That's got to go to somebody. I say Michael Porter Jr. picks up the slack over a guy like Gary Harris. So we look at the numbers, usage rate. Without Will Barton, top two, no-brainers. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic checking in number three in this scenario. You guessed it, Michael Porter Jr., too cheap here tonight. I think he crushes this salary. Goes 7-8x on this number. Let's call 30 fantasy points here for Michael Porter Jr. Too cheap, in my opinion, and going to be a staple of my Wednesday night lineups. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on the Wednesday night slate. But before we do that, guys, yes, we're going to run it back. We're going to bring back the Beast of the Night contest once again. Absolutely free to all the loyal bar patrons out there. All you got to do is get in the comment section below the video and guess fantasy points on FanDuel. For my beast of the night, closest guest is going to win themselves three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium, which gives you access to everything we have, everything behind the paywall. And again, it's just a thank you to you guys for watching the video, sharing the video, make sure you thumbed up the video, all that good stuff. So, who are we guessing on over on FanDuel? Let's take a look. My favorite play for Wednesday night, you know Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We're going to go to the high end here. And sometimes the hardest question on a slate is what stud do I roster? We have some serious choices to be made today. For me, I'm locking in James Harden as tonight's beast of the night. Easily my favorite stud and my favorite play on tonight's slate. So why James Harden over Luka, over some of the other studs out there? Easy. You take Russell Westbrook out of this lineup and his usage rate jumps almost 9%. We're talking about a rate that was already at 40%. So we're looking at almost a 50% usage rate, which is unheard of numbers here for James Harden without Russell Westbrook in that lineup. We talk about the Atlanta Hawks. We talk about a huge team total here for the Houston Rockets. Atlanta, bottom five in defending the shooting guard position. He will also play some point guard without Russell Westbrook. And they're there, middle of the pack as well in fantasy points allowed. So a guy that I'm locking in. All the lineups that DraftKings price up around $2,000 from the last game. That is an algorithm that I trust. There's a reason that price is so high here tonight. So great buy low here on FanDuel at this price. And even at DK, yes, I'm paying the 12-8 here on James Harden, making him easily my favorite play on the Wednesday night slate and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up for Wednesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, as always, guys, that comment section is there for you. Get your guests for James Harden's Fantasy Points on FanDuel as well for your chance to win that three, three days of Roto-Grinders Premium. Programming note here, tomorrow we will have an NFL six-pack, our last one of the season, covering the divisional round, and we'll be back with NBA again.
is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean. 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's actually 521 on the East Coast. Uh, 221 on the West Coast, 421 Tennessee time. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders called Grinders Live. And joining me today, it's the Bont. What up, Kyle? How are, uh, how are things in your world? It's good. Yeah, you know, uh, it's. It, I feel like we're getting to a rhythm here. Every other day, me and you have a show together, so it's, it's feeling good. I'm uh, excited. I think it'll be a good one, and I'm excited to talk about your rankings. <laughs> you, well, I, I did my CBRs today. Uh, You're talking about the consensus value rankings as far as the expert rankings uh, for the players in the slate, I presume? Exactly, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have time for shenanigans tonight. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a big slate. You know, like you said, uh, it was a, it's a nine-gamer. It, I don't know if it feels like a nine-gamer to me. Uh, it doesn't, especially if some body parts are uh, split a certain way. But uh, this, this slate does feel kind of um, smaller to me uh there's some games that obviously kind of jump off the page houston atlanta being one 236 and a half as far as the total which is what like 15 points higher than the rest of the field we're gonna do a screenshot in a second but like hey jimmy harden james harden i hear he's good and uh westbrook's also good he's not playing basketball he because he's resting up he's getting he's he's tilting he's getting angry in his, in his uh, hotel room or something like that because uh tomorrow night he plays okc and i'm sure he's still vengeful uh, how enthused are we? How giddy are, are we at the prospect of rostering one James Harden? Um, about as giddy as you can can get, really. You know, all, all things are pointing in the right direction for Harden. No Westbrook. Uh, obviously, a great matchup against the Hawks. The only real concern is, you know, that narrative that everyone wanted to talk oh about a few a few weeks back about some kind of um, the Gold Club venue. Yeah, some kind of venue that he would attend, which would cause either good or bad performance whatever that may be um so yeah obviously Atlanta is a good matchup for him and you know having Westbrook out of the lineup definitely gives him a bump so should be a, an amazing spot for Harden tonight and the price really isn't all that crazy obviously he's not cheap by any means but uh it could definitely be higher and people would still want to pay him pay for him here so I think it's a good spot for Harden I took a peek at the chat. I'm currently in office today. When I'm in office, the camera's like much better. It just really pops. And apparently I got nose hair showing, Kyle. Good Lord. <laughs> you, you didn't say anything to me pre-show. Uh, you got to give me a heads up on this. But uh, Well, well you give me the – well, right now you're giving me the underneath view. I'm looking at your undercarriage right now. I can't see anything. <laughs> I, I don't know what camera they're talking about. I have a completely different view. There's multi-cams. There's, a, there's the regular – the cam that the people are seeing, and you're seeing my uh, – yeah, my other one. See, like, now does that change for you? Or is that – yeah, there you go. The people don't yeah. see that changing, but good times for sure. Uh, again, no time for nonsense. Why am I bringing up nose hairs? What we do have time for, though, uh, there's a low ball free roll tonight uh, going down. We're going to drop the link there in chat for you guys. Uh, if you wear the ERG badge, follow the rules. Again, check out this link here in chat. You can win some prizes. All the information here is in the forum post. Uh, if you're playing low ball, you probably don't want to play James Harden. Just kind of sort of throwing that one out there as well. And that's for FanDuel specifically, I believe. Uh, of course, you have to rock, rock in the ERG badge. Those that are rocking the RG badge, all the incentives in the world, not just that, but hey, you get one month free of RG premium if you wear the RG badge and finish in the top 10 of certain contests around the industry. A couple of shout outs to those that are doing so. We got Wester23, KDog22. Um, all right, that's it for as far as our promos. And oh, we should also mention the Sharp Set app thing is going, still going down as well, where you can make up to what once you get a streak of six winners in a row at minus 140 or greater. That's another link that will be dropped in chat for you guys. I believe you get 10 bucks for each of those winners, and you can get all the way up to uh, – is it $100 per if you get a streak of like 30 or so? Don't quote me on that. I don't have the graphic in front of me. But uh, there you go. Hit up the Sharp Side app. Good times there to be had by all. Uh, Kyle, you want some body parts? Anything else that needs to be said, or shall we jump in here and uh, see what's going down? 
Well, yeah, just real quick before you get going, because I don't know if you saw it, but Malcolm Brogdon was ruled out while we were you know, going live. So I just wanted to make sure you knew about that one. I did see that, and I was looking for his teammate. Uh, Brogdon's out with his back, and I was thinking, well, his teammate, Damana Sabonis. But like, I just realized he's here on the show. So I don't know. Well, tell us, how was your knee? Uh, I'm a game-time decision. <laughs> and what is say. your current location? I guess that's, that matters too, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't they give us those updates at the same time? I have no idea. Follow-up question. Thank you for clarifying. How is Damana Sabonis? Uh, Sabonis, like you said, he's currently questionable still with his knee. Brogdon's out with his back. Which was he could have like he wasn't a great play, but on Fanduel he's like five point two k, which was sort of a goofy price. But now nobody's going to roster him. At least they shouldn't. Uh, Bradley Beal still has that leg, so he's questionable. Justice Winslow expected back tonight with his back. Uh, Kemba Walker is back from his illness. Daniel Tice, his teammate, is questionable with his knee. Uh, Will Barton, he's out for personal reasons. Wendell Carter is going to be out for a while with his ankle. Uh, Drew Holiday is also out with his elbow. Uh, George Hill is out with a body. It's just entire body is exhausted. I don't know if you saw that one. but uh, Yeah, it's tough. Also, they're playing the Warriors. So I think that probably has something to do with it as yeah. well. Uh, I believe uh, that this that Connaughton's questionable. He's got, a, he's got a body too, but specifically he has – I'm not sure what his body part is. But Connaughton's also questionable. Uh, Draymond is back on the other side for what it's worth. Next we have Morris. Uh, he's questionable. Julius Randle's out for personal reasons. Bobby Portis – uh, he got kicked out last night. There was some question as if he might get suspended tonight. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. It appears he dodged that, but uh, stay tuned for clarification. But I want to make sure. Have you seen anything on that as far as Bobby Portis? Uh, as far as I see, he's good to go, but who knows with yeah. the NBA. I mean, he tweeted out that he was sorry. He said, my bad. And, uh, you know, and he, he's a high-character guy. He's never done anything. Like, he's never yeah. hit anybody in his life as far as I know. Yeah, no, never, never. <laughs> Maybe not players in the other team. Um, yeah. We got anything else? So that's it. That's my body parts list. Unless I miss somebody. Uh, yeah, I think you covered them all. Uh, Marvin Williams was just ruled out officially. So I think he had good. plastic surgery on his nose. Like, because, not. I mean, that was. I don't think it was a vanity thing. I think he got hit in the nose, and he had to, he had oh, to get his okay. nose readjusted. Yeah, same here. So I get that. <laughs> I know a guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, all right. Does that change things? about Marvin, we don't care about Marvin. Now you're doing the useless body parts, but no, no, it's not useless. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Trust me, we'll get to it. Uh, is Biombo interesting on DK? We'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll talk about uh, it. We'll talk. Yeah, I know he's kind of cheap over there. I'll I, I'm, I'm leaving a teaser. All right, you know, <laughs> we got to give the people something to stick around. Uh, all right, so we have a nine gamer. First game in the docket's Washington and Orlando. I would kind of want to skip this one, but sure, we're here right now. Let's just talk through it. Two twenty-one is the total. Washington is a. Nine-point dog, uh, and Washington, it's all predicated based upon if Beal plays and he doesn't play. I'm kind of hoping he plays so I can just cross out the entire side and not worry about anybody. Uh, if he doesn't play, then, you know, uh, Jordan McRae, is that, that's basically where we're at? Yeah, I mean, so if he plays, I think he's really interesting, especially on FanDuel because he's, he's 7,900. We talked about this on, I think, Monday's show where yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident FanDuel is counting his zeros from him missing games as, like, <laughs> towards his current salary so it's been going down and down and down so now he's at 7900 on FanDuel obviously a tough matchup pace down spot but um Bradley Beal is a whole different animal I don't know if he plays don't know if they feel the need to rush him back or or anything but if he does play 7900 on FanDuel I think is very interesting and I do think he would be pretty contrarian still so um I would I would have a lot of interest in him on FanDuel over there and if he uh doesn't play you can go back to McC- guys like McCray and Ish Smith. Um, 
even Isaiah Thomas. I prefer McCray out of the bunch. He's just playing a ton of minutes. Played 38 minutes last game, 33 the game before that. So ton of minutes for McCray, and he's been pretty good. So um, the the permanent stuff, the efficiency has been really solid for McCray. So it, it'd be Beal. It would be – I think he would be almost the main target for me if he plays. Uh, obviously, if there's a minutes limit, it'd probably shake things up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think Bradley Beal would be a really strong play if he plays with no limitations at 7900 on Fandle. The Orlando side, obviously a nice matchup here against Washington. Book's been in nice form as well. Book, the price is up, and he's an excellent player like uh, in a vacuum here and in a good spot here against Washington. But, uh, you know, we know the world of a salary cap. We, we already kind of talked about Harden, and you can't just spend up on everybody. Book, I presume you think he's a good play, but is he good enough to justify, like, squeezing him in? Like, one or, as you're going to have, like, one or two studs. Is he one of your one or two studs? Or is he kind of on the outside looking in? Maybe you're running back with Beal if you're playing Beal, if he plays, something like that. But I don't know. I like Book. I don't know if I can get there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value on tonight's slate. Um, one of them, especially if you're playing on a site where, you know, FanDuel or even Yahoo to an extent where you only really, you don't really have dual uh, dual position eligibility, where Portis is going to be a, a pretty chalky guy. So Vooch, I assumed going into, uh, you know, last night, I assumed that, you know, Vooch would be the chalk of this slate. But with um, the news of Julius Randle being out, I think Portis is going to be chalky. So now I have a pretty good amount of interest in Vooch. I think he's obviously a really strong play in this matchup. There's two other centers that I like a, a ton, and one of them is Portis. So uh, I don't know how much I'll have of him, but I, I definitely will have at least one of him in my you know main three or four lineups. So I think he's in, obviously in a really good position, and the price isn't anything crazy. And I know you mentioned you know you kind of have to decide on these studs here, but there is a lot of value. So getting a guy at 8,800 on Fanduel or 9K on DraftKings, I think is doable with all the value out there today. Is one of those other centers a Hornet? No. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a callback <laughs> to the previous conversation, but so much yeah. of that. Yeah, so I just uh, took a peek here as far as our FanDuel projection where you said, like, you're kind of, like, boxed in. You can only play one center, and we're seeing Book at 9%, and that's because I assume Portis is popping as, like, the main guy, like, the biggest ownership yep. guy, just because we, we think he's going to start and play 30 minutes or so against Utah just because uh, Randall's going to be out. Uh, Fournay, we're seeing at 15% on FanDuel for what it's worth. Gordon at 11% as well. Bolts has been in good form. He's 1% owned what we're seeing uh, he's kind of sort of somewhat interesting but doesn't really make make sense from a uh, math perspective or from a uh, optimal perspective but for sure I don't think he's the worst idea in the world uh anybody else on Orlando that does anything for you yeah so actually real quick because I that, this is the first time I looked at ownership projections over the past like hour or two and I didn't think Vooch would be that low I think that's just way too low so he's pro- he probably got a little bit of a bump due to that ownership I actually expected Capella to be um, a little bit lower owned than Vooch, so Capella is getting some ownership as well. I like him, but uh, I think Vooch is probably one of my favorite centers of the day now due to him you know, being so low owned. I think that's really interesting. Uh, we obviously have seen the bump that he gets with Isaac out, the rebound rate, primarily getting a bump in this great matchup. I think Vooch is a great play. Yeah, these ownership projections are obviously in flux, and we're still an hour and a half out until lock, and news yeah. is going to still break and change things. And, you know, Jimmy and his team do some tinkering, but – I pulled it up for FanDuel specifically. We're seeing 38% for Portis, 23% uh, for Capella, then Mitchell Robinson. Uh, you know, another great stock, a great FanDuel play. You know, he's just sort of, his price is down. He, he you know, goes nuts from a stock's perspective. Of course, it's not the greatest matchup uh, against Utah, but he should, in theory, get a few extra minutes out there. And then is Vuk at 9%, Gobert at 7 Jokic at 3%. I mean, geez. If you're this, and, like, he's a great play. Jokic is a, is a great play. Any given night, can you can triple dub like uh, you know? So 
for sure in tournaments. We'll talk about them soon enough, obviously. Uh, you got anybody else as far as the peripheral pieces on Orlando that you need? I think there's a lot of guys you can play. I don't know if there's anybody I absolutely have to have. If I land on him as the last man in, so be it. But what say you besides Vuk? Yeah, I, I do think Fultz you can play here. Uh, it's interesting to kind of monitor what his minutes are going to be like because it kind of feels like he's gotten a little bit of a boost with Isaac being out. I don't know how necessarily true that is or how stable that'll that'll stay, but um, last game was obviously a, a big game for him. Uh, Fournier is another guy who I have some interest in. The position that he falls at, I, I like some other guys, so I don't get to him a whole lot, but he does grade out as a nice per-dollar play for me in the in this matchup against Washington. He's not really too exciting, though. You know, Not a whole lot of ceiling for him, so I don't get to it a whole lot, but you know, maybe in cash games or maybe a spot where you're looking for a nice little floor. I think Fournier is uh, solid. Yeah, the most exciting thing about Fournier is his nickname, right? That's basically it. I don't even know it. Uh, you don't know Evan? Have you ever Googled Evan Fournier? Like the meaning of Fournier? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you're not what aware? Hold on a second. <clears throat> You've never like just put like Fournier and just like hit like uh, Google Im- images on it? No, but I don't want to now. And we I do this live now. on air? No, I'm not. It's not going to like break your laptop. You're, you'll be fine. You might be scarred for life, but otherwise you're going to. I'm going to click on it. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. I see. You, I see. You're not aware common, of this? I see it commonly occurs in older men. I'm not looking that up. No. Click on the images, though. Are you like when images no, are I'm not, actual... <laughs> I don't want to do that. Not... Yeah. His name is never Google. Uh, but yeah, oh, you're man. supposed to Google Fournay. Uh, he's actually, you know, in our, in our CBRs and the rankings you were, of course, referring to earlier in the show. Uh, I just pulled it up, and he's actually second, uh, consensus-wise. So, uh, yeah, Josh Hart's kind of a cheapie as well, too. If you have some yeah. salary, Mitchell's a good play. Of course, Harden, uh, across the board, is the is the best play. That's dollar for dollar, too, FanDuel specific, just because he's kind of priced down. Uh, priced down's probably the best way to say it. But, you know, the matchup, uh, no Westbrook. Uh, he just seems like a really, really strong play tonight. Uh, are, you, are you Googling right now? What's going on? <laughs> no, I, I'm, respond, I'm responding to the chat, yeah. I'm not Googling that. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone's talking about my Zach Levine call from Monday, so I'm just, uh, you know. Did it go well? Some. I don't recall. Yeah, I said he would put up 70 fantasy points, and I was a little off. He put up like 50, so. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good yeah. enough. I think I said Love would put up 60 yesterday, and he didn't put up 60, but I think it was good enough. Nobody yeah. came at me with the pitchforks or anything. <laughs> that's We're all that matters. With, uh, Washington or Orlando? Uh, yeah. All right. My Miami Heat, they are at home. Versus, oh, they're on the road in Indiana. 210 is the total. Indiana is a one-point favorite. Uh, I said it's a nine-game Oh, Bradley Beal ruled out. Sorry. Didn't oh. want to cut you off. No, no, that's fine. Before. So do you want to just circle back on that for a second? Um, no, I think the things remain the same. I think McCray is a pretty solid play. Uh, the price has gone up to where he's not like an, an amazing play, in my opinion. And obviously, it's a tough matchup, but the minutes are just so so big, so, so steady. So, you know, I do like McCray a little bit, but... There are some other guys at the small four position that are a similar price. Well, mainly one guy that I have in mind that I like a lot today. But I think McCray's overall a good play, but I would probably wouldn't call him like a top player or anything. Yeah, McCray's could play uh, – I assume he's going to draw a start. I presume that – yeah. yeah, he might play yeah. 35 minutes, which uh, yeah. Yeah, he chucks too. Big usage as well. So definitely yeah. if nothing else in your, in your tournament pool, but I don't, I don't mind him uh, at 6-1. Peyton's an R guy. I suppose he can get a bump as well too. Uh, would you believe Peyton's not kept up his uh, steals rate that he started in his first couple games? I can't believe that. No, that's crazy. (laughs) Somehow that was not – we did not foresee that. Uh, So nine-game slate, Miami's playing Indiana. But um, I don't know if we care. Winslow's back for Miami. I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. You have the two constants of Miami being, you know, Butler and Adebayo and the other pieces just sort of shuffling and out. Uh, it seems like Hero's more on the outside and on the inside looking in. Dragic has his moments. Hero 
uh, for me, I, mean, I guess he can score 20 you know, points or something like that. He's got that irrational confidence. I'm not really sure if you watched him play much, but uh, did I just lose you on camera or is that just something else? You're still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. I thought I was talking to myself for a second. Uh, yeah, the, your image popped away for some reason on me, but uh, I got multi-cameras. You have zero to me, but uh, as long as you're there, that's all that matters to me. Uh, yeah, Miami, Indiana, what do you have for me? Because I don't like this game. It's whatever. It's happening, but I don't care, I don't think. Yeah, it's definitely a, a meh game. I think if Sabonis is out, some things will definitely open up on the Indiana side. Like I think TJ, TJ Warren and Miles Turner would be pretty strong, pretty strong plays, I think. And then uh, I think even Jeremy Lamb could get a nice bump if with uh, Brogdon already being ruled out, if Sabonis gets ruled out as well. But I do have some interest in Holiday again. Um, you know, me and you have been talking over the past few slates about the Holiday versus McConnell matchup or kind of decision that we, we've been making. And I think it's pretty clear cut that it's Holiday now with Sumner coming back, taking minutes away mainly from McConnell. Um, so I think Holiday is an okay play, and his price has actually gone down a little bit. So I don't hate him by any means. But yeah, this game just isn't really a real interesting one. And it's really hard to like like games like this when there's a game like the Atlanta Houston game that we're gonna talk about in a little bit where it's just so it should just be amazing for DFS purposes. But um, yeah, for Miami there's really one guy and it's out of bio who's somewhat interesting. Don't love him. Uh, I think there are some really good value plays at power forward today that that I like. So um, I don't really necessarily know how I feel in in the whole about uh, Bam out of bio, but I do think overall he's a, a solid play that. If I had the, the money at that position, I'd get to. But I think there are other spends that I'm uh, prioritizing as of now. Yeah, I mean, if Sabonis is out, I think Turner is a little bit interesting on Fandle. If you want to yeah. be different at center, we talk about how condensed the ownership we expect is going to be. Uh, and it is like a good DVA matchup here uh, against Miami for what it's worth. Um, but I'm, I'm basically with you. Like this game, for the most part, is just kind of a throwaway. And I mean, you know, sure, you can fill it out with a couple of pieces here and there. Well, but I, I took the victory lap I'd love, but I should say, like, the other day, I, w- I said, yeah, TJ Warren, who wants that guy? He's terrible. Like, you're yeah, you said that to me. Yeah, yeah, and I hope you played him because I was wrong. I didn't. He crushed. I didn't. You, you scared me off him. All your fault. All your fault. <laughs> yes. You should have tweeted me next time. Just tell me how I'm a, the worst or something like that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that tonight when I'll make something up. Well, I'm sure I'll make have a terrible take from this point going forward. At least one, if not two or Yeah, more. probably. But uh, <laughs> take the over on two. Uh, anything else in this game that's worth talking about, or shall we save some time and move on? Yeah, let's move on. Raptors, Hornets, 207.5 is the total. The Raptors are playing. Uh, they're they're two-point favorites here uh, on the road, back-to-back as well for what it's worth. Uh, we saw some goofiness last night with Terrence Davis. I thought he was going to get some run, and the coach was really harsh and blunt about him. I don't know if he's – he basically – he said he played like five minutes too many. He played like nine oh. total. <laughs> basically wow. said he sucked. Yeah, yeah uh, I don't know what that means for tonight. I mean, don't consider him, I don't think. But they're playing like Brissett and different dudes like that. Of course, Lowry, uh, old man Kyle Lowry is just going to keep playing his 40 minutes. Abaka gets a lot of run as well too. Um, you know, matchup here against Charlotte's. We know how condensed that Toronto rotation can be, at least the key pieces. OG Ananobi, thoughts on the uh, the Raptors? Yeah, it, it kills me to say this, but I'm going back to OG Ananobi tonight. You know, the minutes just appear. So he's gotten, you know, I think 30 the last two games, and I just don't see a way that he doesn't get around 30. With I mean, unless they want to give Terrence Davis a ton of minutes or Matt Thomas a ton of minutes. But I think overall, even though OG's been playing pretty poorly, I think the minutes are pretty safe here around 30. I'm projected for 30 tonight. So um, I like him in a spot where small forward kind of sucks. You know, you got Giannis who is playing the Warriors, blowout risk, blah, blah, blah. And then there's just a lot of eh in the middle. So I'm trying to uh, try to spend down at small forward. 
and OG is kind of a guy that I'm looking at. So, um, yeah, I like him. You can go back to Lowry here in this one. He played, I think, a thousand minutes last night, but um, he crushed last <laughs> night. And, and uh, I, I think there are other options that I like more that are a little bit cheaper and then even a little bit more expensive. So, obviously, you got Luca, you got Trey Young on the slate. So, um, tough for me to get to Lowry. And uh, if you wanted to, you can play Patrick McCall as like a, as a value piece, but I think there are spends or, or value pieces that you can find at other positions. Um, so I don't think I use McCall too often, but he I have projected for 33 minutes. So um should be on the floor a lot. And I know that's your favorite thing. Not all minutes are created equally, but I think there are a few different pieces from this game. It's mainly Ananobi for me and then RHJ with a little bit of uh, McCall, but I think that's it for the Toronto side. The funny thing, Lowry, I think, actually played less than his season average. He only played 38 minutes last night. Um, oh, wow. I think it's, I feel like his season average is 39. Not 1,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Charlotte, Marvin Williams is out. That opens up things for something there, maybe? Well, I don't know if it necessarily opens things up, but it solidifies someone, in my opinion, and that's P.J. Washington. So P.J. Washington's been on a roller coaster ride of minutes all year, pretty much. You know, we've seen 18, we've seen 23, we've seen 26, we've seen 35. So now with with these guys being out, I think, uh, you know, 33 to 35 is kind of a, a staple now. I think he's, you know, going to be in there for the bulk of the minutes here. I am projected for 34. So obviously that's a, a really strong minutes projection for a guy who, you know, we've seen produce and, in, in, you know, when he, when he gets a chance. So he's – primarily a guy who relies on scoring he's not going to do you know he's not going to go out there and block five or six shots or anything like that which obviously something you would like to have on uh, on FanDuel especially but I think the price is pretty nice a position where I'm not really trying to spend up a whole lot so PJ Washington's making a lot of sense for me uh, and I think he's going to be a, a pretty sneaky play so I like him as a, as a nice tournament play tonight I'm curious now I'm pulling up our ownership I want to see what we have as ownership at because <clears throat> in my head it's really really low uh, 4% on Fandle. Does that sound about right yeah. to you? Yep, and that's uh, exactly what we're looking for. You know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of good pieces tonight. There's a lot of good spots where you can go to save money, and I think P.J. Washington's a really a really nice tournament play. Projected for 33 minutes for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, power forward is not nearly as uh, condensed as some of the other positions. We're seeing Collins yeah. is a, the most owned guy currently now at 27%. Michael Porter Jr. at 3.9K uh, is 22%. Then Abaka, Favors we'll talk about soon enough. Chicago, Markinen. Uh, Gordon, we didn't really talk about, but like, you know, he's in there, one of those pieces at Orlando that <clears throat> you can definitely uh, consider playing. Draymond's back as well, and then RHJ at 8%. Uh, Bam, you mentioned Bam at 8% as well, too. Maybe Power Forward decides things uh, on yeah. Fandle tonight. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, anybody else in Charlotte that's really worth talking about? Of course, you can play Graham if you want to. You can play Rozier, but to me, it's all secondary stuff. Yeah, I think you can go back to Bridges here in this one too. Another guy who sh- whose minutes should be pretty safe with uh with with all these guys out. You know, it doesn't appear that they want to include Batum in their rotation. They left him out the past two games with uh you know just a healthy and active, and then no MKG and no Marvin Williams. So I think Miles Bridges is somewhat interesting. I don't love the price, so I'd rather you know go with guys like Ananobi and then some other cheaper guys that we're going to talk about later. Um, so I don't love it, but I think he's at least somewhat dimension. San Antonio, Boston, 222 is the total. Boston is a seven-point favorite. Again, Walker is back. I did see somewhere – I feel like I saw a tweet that he'd be on a minutes limit, but I did not see a specific number of minutes. you see anything on this? Sorry, who's that? Kemba. Uh, no, I didn't see a specific number, but I did see the that he was going to be on a limit. Our projection is 25, which seems like a fair number, right? 
Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I'm projected for 27, so I think I was a little bit more uh, liberal with it. But yeah, I think overall that's that probably makes sense. Um, the only thing interesting to me as far as the Boston side, I mean, again, you can play these other dudes. You can play Brown, Hayward, Tatum, obviously with Walker back, even not fully back. Um, you know, even if he's 27 minutes or something like that, he definitely hinders those guys to some extent. If Tice doesn't go, Cantor becomes kind of interesting as a, as a center pivot. He can get it done in 25 minutes, and I assume he play around 25 minutes if there's no Tice. Is that a reasonable number to put on him? Uh, Tice was actually another guy that was ruled in while we were going live, so he's so been up for that. Yeah. yeah, I know. That, that that was a bummer. I was actually excited for some Enos Cantor, but um, I don't really <laughs> love it with, uh, with Tyson. It's not Cantor season, unfortunately. So yeah. I got really nothing on Boston. You? Uh, yeah, I have, no, I have nothing really from the majority of this game. Um, just not a whole lot to get excited about was Kemba coming back, and none of these prices are really appealing for these Boston guys. So I pulled up our ownership projection for DK, San Antonio and Boston. Uh, our highest guy as far as ownership projection in this game is on San Antonio. Who is it? Oh, man. LaMarcus Aldridge again? Double Ds. DeMar DeRozan. Aldridge oh, okay. at 6%. This is DK. I'm not sure if you're thinking Fandle or not. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, DeRozan 11%, Smart at 8 I mean, of course, Smart takes a hit. With, uh, with Kemba being back, I presume he's back on the bench. Um, we haven't seen an official starting lineup. Murray, I think you can play, I guess. He's still pretty cheap if you want to catch him on the right night. But, you know, like you said, we're not terribly enthused here as far as San Antonio. If I force you to pick a player in San Antonio, who is it? Lonnie Walker. <laughs> no, it's not. He, he yeah. was, is it really? It's Lonnie it, Walker? It, it genuinely is, yeah. I hate everyone from the Spurs team. And Lonnie Walker's min price um, – He's been playing around 20 minutes. He played 19 last game, almost got to 20. He's pretty productive when he's out there on the floor. So, you know, in a game here against Boston where, you know, the Spurs are so bad, he could, he could easily get a few minutes to do a blowout run. And, I, you know, I haven't projected for 20 now. So um, if he gets around 20, then maybe adds a few more. It's, he's meant price at a position where, you know, I'm definitely trying to I'm, – I'm looking to possibly spend down at one of the positions. You know, obviously having Harden on FanDuel – He's pretty much a lock for half of that. So, you know, you got to fill in two spots. And then you need value. So I think Lonnie Walker would be my favorite. I don't love it. I, he definitely comes with risk. I, I got made fun of her, you know, recommending him as a, someone to look at last game when put up 18 fantasy points. So, you know, and then Price, if he gets you 18 here, you're good. That's 6X. So, I mean, we'll go with it. Is 6X good, though? Uh, that's kind of a slate-specific conversation. I don't know yeah. if 6X is good for a minimum guy tonight. Good enough. Well, I think it depends because, you know, there, I think there is some chalk that is iffy. And, you know, if you can maybe spend down at a guy that no one else is on and avoid some bad chalk potentially and then unlock, uh, you know, spending up at another position, I think it, I think it would be fine. So, uh, obviously, you'd like to see him put up like 25. But, you know, if he only gets you 18 or 19, I think you can, you can survive at least. Yeah, it's not going to break you. I want to see, is there any bad chalk that you're thinking? I wasn't sure if you're referencing anything. I'm pulling up the point guard ownership on Fandle right now. And we got Luca and Trey Young, both at 27%, Lowry at 26%. Those all seem like good plays to me. I like Lonzo at 6'3". I think that's, yeah. that's a really solid price. Uh, the Bulls all of a sudden make an appearance. Sadoransky and Dunn are each 10%, which are both interesting. Elf at 7 Where's the bat? I don't. Do we have bad chalk at point guard? I don't the, know if there is. No, 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 not a point guard. So actually, Lonnie Lonnie Walker's a shooting guard, but I didn't oh, mean I didn't I didn't bad. mean uh very good. I didn't mean based like position wise. I meant just on the slate in general. I think there's one value guy that might be 
iffy chalk. I, I actually like him a little bit, but I think he comes with a lot of risk, and he's going to be pretty chalky. So um, we'll talk about that later. But I think there's one guy that we'll talk about. Is it one think, of Bobby Portis or Michael Porter Jr.? It is, yes. Okay, I figured it was one of those. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, stay tuned for the rest of the show for that for sure. Uh, I apologize. I'm having a coughing fit. I have water right next to me, and I just realized it was there. So I'll get it in a second after <laughs> I stop talking. Um, anything else this game that's worth talking about? Nope. Let's move on. This game is exciting. Houston plays in Atlanta. Two thirty-six and a half is the total. Atlanta is a uh, is a, an eight-point dog here. It's high. It's fairly tight. Uh, I don't know if you remember the first time around. This is the game where the Atlanta announcers just lost their minds. They couldn't believe James Harden was still out there. Uh, putting up oh, like 55 yeah. or 60, whatever it was, and they're up like by 30. Meanwhile, Trey Young was still out there and stuck out for like, stuck around for like four yeah. more minutes. PJ Tucker was still out there with like up 40 in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is the game, right? So obviously, ownership's going to condense on this, at least as much as it can for a nine game slate. But, you know, the game uh, pops off the, uh, the slate for so many different reasons the massive total, Westbrook being out, the matchup versus Atlanta. Uh, I, I hate saying this, but I'm, I don't know why I'm leading with this, but uh, P.J. Tucker, talk about minutes equal money, and sometimes you know, not all minutes are created equal. His minutes are created poorly. He cares about winning, you know, like winning basketball. He's good for the actual basketball team, but our fantasy teams, he's not great. But what does Tucker do? He can hit threes, he can get steals, and he can get blocks, and Atlanta yields the most steals and the most blocks, and he's going to be out there for like 34, 35, 36 minutes. Yeah. Man, I, is he bad chalk? Is he even chalky? I hate rostering P.J. Tucker, but I think I'm going to play him. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to be all that chalky. Uh, right now we have him projected for 5%. So he's a guy that I never want to play him when he's chalk because he is he's really volatile. Yeah, sure, he's going to play a ton of minutes, but you mentioned it. A lot of his production comes off of block steals. He gets rebounds here and there and hits some corner threes, but that's pretty much it. So, But he is going to be on the floor a lot. So at, five, at 5% ownership, that's Fanduel, uh, by the way. But at 5%, I think he's a fine play um, at 4-2 on Fanduel. And then he is 4K on DraftKings. I do think he's a pretty solid value play. But this game kind of reminds me of football or, or baseball because it's a really a really high game total, and everyone's going to want pieces from this game. And you know, one of my favorite things to do in, in baseball and football is to find a game that everyone likes and then find low owned pieces. So from the Atlanta side, a guy who I think is going to be low owned is Kevin Herter, who I just like a ton. I liked him a lot on Monday. I don't know what your reaction was to. I forgot, but he ended up going off, and he's just been—he's been incredible over the last four games. He's essentially been not the backup point guard, but because he's a starter. But he's running with that second unit when when Trey Young gets gets some the breaks. Six minutes, he's, he's not playing. Yeah, so he's yeah, so he's actually over the last four games, he's averaging uh, nearly nine potential assists per game for Kevin Herter. So that's a huge number, obviously. Um, Trey Young's up, I think, at like nineteen and a half, but. So that's just for a little bit of comparison. Obviously, Trey Young's one of the better passers in the game. His assist rate's wild. But Kevin Herter's assist numbers or potential assist numbers have been really great since they've been kind of utilizing him as that secondary ball handler. And obviously, a really strong matchup. The ownership shouldn't be anything too high. Let me go ahead and check that real quick. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. As I'm, you're checking that, like, I think Herter is like a, like a good a good basketball player. He's a lot, he's come yeah. to pedigree. I think he was a lottery pick or close to a lottery pick. And Coming into the season, he wasn't fully healthy. Like, he was playing hurt. Yeah. Uh, and he's clearly come in the form. So, like, I don't think it's a huge shock that he's been better of late. Uh, so, I, yeah. I like him. Uh, I, I don't know. The price is definitely adjusted. It's more than he is now than he has been earlier. But, again, he's been better of late. And the opportunity is there as well. And, you know, 0.87 fantasy points for on Fandle, 0.6 on DK. And I would imagine I haven't done the splits. But, like, in the last three weeks or so, it's for sure higher than that. He's in good form if you buy that 
you know, that theory. And again, he was playing hurt. He even came out and said he was on a mental bit and playing through it. And I don't even know why yeah. they didn't just sit him down. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I, I like Herter as a peripheral piece. What do you have as far as his ownership? What are we seeing? Yeah, 3% on FanDuel right now. So obviously that's really, that's way, just way too low. I, I know the price is probably more than people are used to, but I mean, Kevin Herter is a guy kind of similar to Jordan McRae, in my opinion. You know, they're going to play a ton of minutes and he's got, not going to get as, as, mu- as many shots up as probably McRae is, but he's going to do a, a few different things. You know, he's going to score, he's going to rebound, he's going to pass. So obviously a really strong matchup. So I think Herter is a better play than McRae and you get a little bit of a discount. And the ownership, I think it's just way too low for, you know, you can honestly play as many guys from this game as possible and probably feel pretty comfortable with your lineup, but nobody wants to play a guy like Kevin Herter. 3% obviously indicates that. So I like him a pretty good amount tonight. Do you like the defense versus archetype stuff? Because if you call him a shooting wing, Kevin Herter, yeah. it's the best matchup in all of basketball to face Houston. There you go. That's all you need to know. Play him. Uh, well, I mean, we're ta- we talked about P.J. Tucker and Kevin Herter. We should talk about James Harden and uh, Trey Young, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I-, I feel like those guys are just so obvious. Like, it's really – honestly, it's really hard to make a case for them. Like, they're both such good plays, such good players. And, you know, obviously Harden with no, uh, with no Russell Westbrook gets a huge bump. So, he's a great play. Trey Young is just way too cheap, especially on FanDuel. 9K on FanDuel is just – it's just way too cheap. You can fit him in easily with all the value. Mm-hmm. It's on the slate tonight. So, um, I think you – probably lock these guys in and you're pretty comfortable with it obviously it's the best game of the night so i'm um, liking these two a lot yeah, i know you said it but like how many pieces is too many pieces uh, it's a nine game slate can you like theoretically play nine not, not, not nine uh seven guys in this game six so yeah i think the in lineups that i've been building so far today i've had six and quite a few of them um so i i have a lot of lineups with four rockets and then a lot of lineups, you know, Trey Young and Herter. I think those are the main two guys. I'm not getting into a whole lot of John Collins, which might come back to hurt me, but I'm just kind of differentiating that way in this game because I do think he'll be somewhat popular. And obviously he's a he's a strong play, so it could come back to bite me. But um, I'm going with – I think six is good. You could You could do seven, but I think six is kind of where I'm falling right now. So you're probably deciding between Eric Gordon and Daniel House, and how are you figuring that out? Uh, I'm actually – I'm actually deciding mostly between Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker. I like Daniel House a ton. I think Daniel House is um, probably my third favorite play from the team, with Capella being my my second favorite team from Houston. Um, I think all five of these guys are viable. And I, I looked into a little bit. I think it's okay that you can to play both House and Gordon uh, in the same lineup. I don't think they're gonna. I mean, obviously the upside might be capped a little bit, but um, I think most of the production for Gordon is going to come from scoring, while Daniel House can get it done in you know different. Multiple, multiple different ways. So I think uh, I think they're both in really good matchups, obviously. So I, I'm okay with playing both these guys in the same lineup. Gordon's been so terrible this year. Uh, his fantasy yeah. points are in it. You, you know how terrible it is? I'll tell you how terrible it is. Uh, 0.57 on Fandle, 0.63. P.J. Tucker yeah. looks at him and says, dude, you suck, like as far as fantasy. Uh, Tucker's <laughs> he's better. Like Patrick McCaw. <laughs> McCaw was like 0.3 earlier in the season. I imagine yeah. that, that's definitely changed, obviously. It was a small sample size. Uh, and Capella, you know, 1.19, 1.16. On the other side, you know, we talked about Trey Young, obviously. Uh, Len is a good fantasy point better player. Can Len get 25 minutes in this game? And if so, is he interesting? Um, I have projected for 21, so mm-hmm. not far off. But I think with the, the center, is a, it's a pretty strong position. There's like three or four that I really like. And uh, so I'm just not getting to Len too much. I think if I'm going to, you know, go for a cheaper guy, I'm just going to play Porter's. I'm, I think Porter's overall is pretty strong chalk. So I don't really, 
uh, feel the need to go with Len at all. Currently on Fandle, Harden is 62%. Uh, like, do you want to get cute and say fade? Or you say, like, there's a reason why it's 62% and just lock it in? There's, there's definitely a reason why it's 62%. I think the only reason you can fade, and not even that you can, but that you could pivot. I don't want to say fade, but pivot yeah. in you know, a few different lineups would be because we have Luca and Giannis on the slate. So, um, you know, I don't, don't make the mistake of going for a balanced lineup tonight. I think you definitely want at least one of these guys. I think it is most definitely possible to fit in two of them uh, with all the value that's out there. Fando specifically, we have Harden at 62%, Luca at 27%, and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo at 29%. And I, don't, I feel like the gap's going to be even wider. Maybe I'm wrong. That's my thought. What was your thought on that? Yeah, I, I think Giannis will – I think Giannis, the ownership on Giannis could come down a little bit by the time Lot comes around. But small forward, especially on Fando, is such a weak position that I wouldn't be surprised um, if his ownership does stay around there. And maybe the ownership on Luca falls a little bit. And Trey Young, I think – I think Trey Young could be up there with uh, with Harden and ownership by the time it comes around, or even in like smaller contests. Yeah, I like Young a good bit as well too. I mean, it's just it may it's such an obvious game. If you, like if you oh I'm going to stack yeah. this game tonight, like everybody's doing that. Uh, but what you're you're talking about is maybe fading one of the other pieces that we'll get to in a second, maybe in the next game, and possibly playing in like a four percent owned power forward. Then all of a sudden that's you're different than nineteen yep. uh, you know ninety five percent of the uh, the Houston Atlanta stacks as is. So. Obviously, that guy is super important, and that person must do well for you. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. be scuffling. Uh, anything else that's worth noting as far as this game, or shall we move on? Yeah, just don't be afraid to go for these low-owned guys. Like, Kevin Herter should be pretty low-owned. I think House and Gordon will be, you know, we have them projected for 15 and 16%. Tucker, 5%. Don't be, don't shy away from these, these low-owned guys. Like, it's a really good game to have, you know, exposure to. And I think Herter and House are two of my favorite ones that are a little bit off the board. With Herder obviously being extremely off the board at three percent ownership right now projected, so obviously Trey Young, Harden, and Collins are good, but don't be afraid to get a little bit different. Like for me personally, I'm leaning up going away off Collins just because uh, there's some other power forwards that are cheaper that I like, and I want to get a little bit different in this game. Coors Field game in Atlanta. Uh, let's talk about Denver and yeah. Dallas. Two twenty and a half is the total. Uh, Dallas is a three point favorite. Of course, no Porzingis as well. Uh, we know Barton's as well for uh, is out also for Denver. Uh, I feel like you're going to like besmirch to some degree, Michael Porter Jr. Chalky Michael Porter Jr. Is, am I correct in that assumption? Uh, yes and no. So I don't necessarily, I'm not against it, but when it comes to, you know, a guy who's going to be pretty chalky, I think he will have, you know, carry a decent amount of ownership, but um, there are some risks here that we could see the the Nuggets do quite a few different things to where he kind of, you know, doesn't really get the minutes. So I have projected for 24 right now. Uh, I think it's actually the same on Roto-Grinders too. So uh, similarly there, but say he gets 24 minutes, I think he'd be a really strong play. But we could see guys like, you know, Jeremy Grant take a few more minutes, Monty Morris get more minutes, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig get minutes. So these guys could do that uh, in, in place of Barden rather than Porter, and he fails. You know, obviously, if he gets 24, 25 minutes, he's probably a pretty strong play, but I, I think the odds of him maybe seeing even less than 20 are definitely there. And in that case, uh, I think there are other plays that I don't see with that, like that kind of outcome of failing like that. So I think you could consider fading Porter. I'll have some of them. And I, I do think overall he is a good play because I am projecting him for 24 minutes, but I know that there's some risk there. So I might try to uh, leverage that. They're not short on bodies for Denver. Like, like you said, there's a lot of guys that can yeah. roll out there. 
uh, Grant, Morris, Beasley, uh, even Hernan Gomez, they can dust off to get some run if they want to you know, give him some run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Craig can draw the start for all we know. Um, it, it's sort of hard to predict the, those Denver rotations. How about like the, the constants? How do we feel about Murray and Jokic? I guess they're secondary plays and they're probably not going to be owned. It's, it's not the cleanest route. Siri is not going to give you this direct route to, to fantasy points tonight, but it's perfectly fine. Yeah, so I think Jokic is a pretty good play. The only issue is the other centers on the slate. So for me, I play the majority of my volume on FanDuel, so you only get to play one center over there. So I like guys like Capella, Vucha, and uh, Portis a lot. So he's kind of probably fourth on that list. Um, so in my main lineups, I probably don't get to him a whole lot uh, just because of the positional you know, scarcity over there, uh, the opportunity over there. But Jamal Murray, I do think, is a really good play here. And I do think he's going to have pretty low ownership. I haven't double-checked him, uh, his ownership, but I, I assume it'd be pretty low. Uh, yeah, he's at 4% right now. So he gets a small boost, not really per minute-wise, but um, usage-wise. So he's up like a little bit over 2%. He's at 28% usage rate with Will Barton off the floor. And Will Barton is a guy who's been, you know, he's been running that offense, really. You know, he's been getting a lot of shots up. And we've seen Murray kind of get hot recently. So I think he's a really strong contrarian play. Murray's probably my favorite option from Denver. And then follow that, follow that behind Jokic. And then Porter would probably be third for me. Um, I just think you can go other spots at power forward, even though I do know that he has some upside if he gets those minutes for Porter. Uh, DK, specifically Porter, 38% owned. Jokic at 11%. Jamal Murray, 3% on DK. Yeah, that's an, uh, I like that a lot. Luca is the only guy that's popping on Dallas, uh, 12%. And then the next guy is THJ or Powell at 2%. It's Luca or bust. You in or you out? Yeah, well, actually, there's a guy in FanDuel who's a wait. His, his price has fallen tremendously. It's Maxi Cleaver, who's now okay. at four four on FanDuel. His price dropped a ton. I think he was like five six last game. Price dropped a whole lot. So I think you can play him. I think he's a nice little pivot off Porter actually, because I actually like the over in this game. So, uh, but yeah, I think Luca's a really strong play. Barton's actually one of their better perimeter defenders. It's interesting to see what they're going to do to defend him because you know they could single single out guys like Craig or even Beasley, which is what they did last year in the playoffs. I don't know if you remember that or not, but they would use Craig as like a primary perimeter defender or, or the defender on their best player. And that's kind of why I have some issues with the Porter minutes. But yeah, I think Luca's a, a great play, obviously. I prefer Harden. Luca would be two for me and Giannis would be three in terms of, you know, the studs. But I like Cleaver and I like Hardaway a little bit too over on FanDuel where I mentioned I'm trying to spend down at small forward. Cleaver is a little bit higher owned on FanDuel. He's at 4% currently according to our projections and THJ at 2% as well. Uh, not much else that's worth talking about. I know Kevin Roth's going to be out there tight and JJ. Uh, he's going to be having up a Berea, I assume. That's <laughs> Roth does. That's his boy. But, uh, yeah, we're not playing Jose Juan Berea tonight. Anything else in this game that's worth talking about, or shall we move on? Uh, no, let's move on. This is a good one. I think it's a good one, at least from a DFS perspective. Chicago and New Orleans, 224.5. New Orleans is a four-point favorite. Chicago, uh, no Wendell Carter. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's going to be out for a while. Uh, you know, so do you care about that young marketing? Uh, Gafford is probably the one that's the most interesting piece to talk about. Sadoransky, Levine, and Dunn are all playable too. Of course, the matchup against the Orleans is pretty nice as well. Lonzo's been in great form, but the Bulls have like been good, like defensively, especially from the guard perspective. So um, I don't know. It's, Lonzo's fine. He's. I think he's a better play on Fandle than he is on DK. If you're kind of shopping around, uh, Ingram's well positioned and favors. Uh, I feel like favors to just crush the Chicago front court. There's a lot of good stuff here, is there not? Yeah, so I, I like Lonzo Ball a lot, especially like you mentioned on Fando. I do think he's better over there. But um, 
Yeah, I think that's probably the primary piece from from New Orleans. But um, I, I do like Hart a little bit as well. I think he's a, a pretty solid value play. But uh, I, at shooting guard, I have a few guys that I'm kind of paying up a little bit for, and then there are some other value guys in that range. So I don't know if I get to Hart a whole lot. I wish he was. I wish he was actually small forward eligible. But yeah, it's mainly Lonzo and Hart for me from the New Orleans side. Twenty one percent Hart, by the way, on Fanduel for what it's worth. He's a uh, four point one k over okay. there and. He got in the foul yeah. trouble earlier last game, and he still played like 27 minutes or so. So, in theory, he probably gets the 31-32 tonight. But uh, continue. Yeah. You were you're talking, and I interrupted you. I apologize. No, that's right. Yeah, I think you make you make really good points. He is a really – I think it's a really strong value play. It's just um, kind of positional. And then if, you know, if I can fade some chalk that just based on my lineups not going in that direction, uh, I think that makes sense for me. But don't hate him. But don't love it. He's just kind of uh, more of a, a positional thing for me. Uh, on the Chicago side, best matchup of basketball for combo guards against New Orleans. Uh, that will be Chris Dunn. Uh, he's been up and down, sort of hard to trust, but I think he should be in your pool, if nothing else. Uh, Ingram, a tough matchup here against Chicago. We talk about Chicago on the inside, pretty tough as far as scoring wings. That's what we're going to label him. Favors, of course, against versatile bigs against Chicago have feasted the fourth best matchup in all basketball and Favors. No longer really has that minutes restriction. He's going to play 30 minutes or so, and also no Carter. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I should know this, but how good of a defender is Gafford? I don't know. But uh, he's going to obviously step up and play some more minutes. And do we care about him? Is he going to play enough minutes or it's going to be like 24, 25 and just not enough? Is he doing anything for you? Yeah, I, I think he does get some solid minutes here. I'm projected for 25. But um, the price is just to a point where I just don't love it. So he's 4,700 on FanDuel and 4,800 on DraftKings. I think I would rather just find the extra the extra money and go up to Thad Young, who – I'm pretty sure will be the starter. I saw that he was working out with the uh, the starters that shoot yeah. around. So I think he's going to slot in there at the four and they'll move Markman down to the five. And uh, Markman I actually like a lot too. But my favorite play from the Bulls is Zach Levine. I think he's a really strong play uh, once again tonight. I liked him a lot last game. Had a pretty big game. And then I, I don't think the ownership would be anything too crazy on him. So that's, someone, that's something that's interesting in, in tournaments. It's hard because, you know, you can – there's the value to where you can say, okay, I'm going to forego playing a guy who's 8,400 or whatnot, and maybe go up to a guy like Luca and maybe get Luca and Harden in that lineup. But um, in, in lineups where I'm maybe only doing one of those studs, I think having a guy like Levine makes a lot of sense. And then done on FanDuel, I think is just too cheap. 4,700 over there. I think he's a pretty strong play too. The minutes have looked pretty pretty solid for him outside of last game, but the, the minutes are going to be a little bit up and down with these guards, these point guards for the Bulls. But um, yeah, I would prefer Don over Sadoransky. Uh, I just like I like guys like Lonzo Ball, who's actually only three hundred dollars more than Sadoransky. So I'll just play a guy like Ball over him, and then kind of find the money with Dunn. Is this the second best game stack on the slate? Um, I think it's up there. Game stacks where they they kind of sort of happen organically, or just got, you know, if I'm yeah. playing a couple of guys and then it's just like a coin toss. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I think it. my. I think my second favorite one would be Dallas and Denver because I think that game is going to go over. So I think I'll have more interest in it than others will um, outside of Michael Porter Jr. I think I'll probably have a little bit less interest in the field, <laughs> but um, I think, I think I like that game a, a pretty good amount, especially guys like Gary Harris and uh, Jamal Murray and Luca. So um, I'd probably say that one is probably be third for me though. What qualifies as a game stack? Three players at a game stack? Yeah, I would say three. Okay. Because mini game stack, you got to drop the word mini on it. Because some people will think like, "Oh, you got to play seven guys." And it just, I just want to qualify that. But uh, I'm just trying yeah. to think how to build that game stack. And if Dallas, Luca, Murray, uh, maybe Cleaver if you're on Fanduel, and uh, maybe one of the RP. I don't know. I guess you can play Porter, but it doesn't sound like you want to play Porter so much. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I may play him. I, you know, I may. I don't know how enthusiastic. I know he's good, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. It's kind of my concern, but, you know, that's the yeah. most important thing. Anything else to say here as far as Chicago and New Orleans, or are we going to move on? Uh, real quick, Terrence Davis, after getting ridiculed, is going to be uh, in the starting lineup tonight. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I assume he's going to be starting for McCaw. And in that case, just no interest in McCaw for me now. Um, and essentially no interest in, in um, Davis either, unless for some reason they're taking like Ananobi out of the starting lineup or something, which would suck because I like the Ananobi. I would assume it's McCall, like, like your assumption yeah. as well. It's probably Lowry, Davis, uh, Ananobi, RHJ, and Serge Ibaka, I presume. But yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to see what he's made of, right? Uh, maybe he'll be pushing out there. Who knows what he's going to be up to. But uh, Coach basically said, you sucked last game and I played you five yeah. minutes too much. And he played like eight <laughs> or nine minutes total. So yeah. Uh, yep, he's just challenging his player. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I appreciate that, though. I think he was being honest. Yeah. There seems like a straightforward guy. Uh, for the most part, when it comes to coaches. Uh, New York and Utah, 213 is the total. Utah is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, all right, so Bobby Portis, we presume he's going to draw the start. We presume he dodged a, uh, you know, a suspension from what clotheslining KCP or whatever you want to call that was. Uh, so he smacked him, whatever it was. It didn't yeah. look intentional. I don't think it was, but we'll see. Uh, I think the league's going to let him go, and they, suspended, they kicked him out of that game. Uh, now we have Chalky Bobby Portis against the Utah Jazz. Um, are we enthused? Um, it's another one where I don't know if we're necessarily enthused, but I do think it is okay, Chalk. Uh, I haven't projected for 28 minutes, so I, at that rate, 3,700 on FanDuel. Um, at a position where I'm not necessarily dying to spend up. Like, yeah, I like Vooch, I like Capella. Uh, I even like a guy like Jokic, but I'm not necessarily – really trying to slam any of those guys in. I don't feel the necessary like the necessity to to slam those guys in. So um yeah actually Davis is starting for RHJ. So oh, Lowry okay. Davis McCaw and Anobi Ibaka so they're, they're going small. But yeah. So I just think he's okay chalk. Um and I, I think he makes sense. I think he's a pretty good value play, but I don't think it's anything that uh I, I don't think it's like break the shatter the earth we need to play him in every single lineup kind of chalk. Because I do think there are some other centers to play. I'm just dropping around as far as the ownership projections and kind of hitting refresh. I saw on DK where, you know, you have the eligible, you know, versatility and all that as far as rostering guys, 49% uh, for Portis currently. Uh, And on Fandle, he's got to be lower, I think. Yeah, he's at 24% on Fandle. Um, Yeah. Uh, How about Robinson? You would like Marcus Robinson at all? I mean, he he seems blowout proof. Um, You know, he's also handsy. He can get get some foul trouble on occasion too, too often. But if he sticks around and plays like 27 minutes or so, I presume they're going to keep rolling out the corpse of Taj Gibson and starting and having him play 15 minutes. I don't understand. But yeah. just every single day I look at that and I'm like, why are we doing this? But, hey, I'm not in charge of this organization. Um, yeah, Robinson doing anything for you? Anybody else? As far, we talked about – it was with you. We were, Knox is terrible. Knox is – can we call him a bust? He's, it, it's it. It's not happening. It's not happening with Kevin Knox. Well, is, isn't he still like 17? Like He's not 17. <laughs> he might be like 20 like, or 21. Maybe he's a late bloomer. I could have sworn he was like 17 J. when he was drafted. Was but, he um, really? I think so. I th- All right. Yeah, so I, I think Mitch Robinson does make a lot of sense, especially from you know a leverage standpoint where you just pay up a little bit to be contrarian. Obviously, it is a pretty tough matchup here. Uh, they're he's just gonna be going against uh, Rudy Gobert. But, you know, I, I think we, we've seen people have pretty solid games against this Jazz defense. They're not – I don't think they're quite as elite as they were in years past. So um, I think you can go to these guys here. Don't I don't necessarily love Mitchell Robinson, 
but I do think he makes a lot of sense for a pivot wise. I just kind of feel like he falls in the middle of a guy like Portis where I can save a ton of money or guys that I, I like more like Capella and Vooch. So kind of in a soft spot, but I do think he's a solid play. Knox is 20. He'll be 21 in August. Maybe I'm too soon on this. I don't know, but I mean, I hope for his sake. I mean, nothing personal. I'm sure he's a decent guy. I yeah. Don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, I'm not impressed, but it's not fair when Luca's doing the same thing. Like, he's at the same age or is Luca 20 or 21 now? I think he's 20. Yeah, it's it's just not fair. And like Triple J is 20, you know. Some of these yeah. guys are so good so fast. It's almost not fair to compare against the, the other dudes. Um, how about the Utah side? Like Mitchell should be fine. Gobert should be fine. Uh, Bogdanovich in his 35 points and nothing else. He's okay, I suppose. Um, I think he's a better play on Fandle than he, on, than he was on DK when I was doing my rankings, if I remember correctly. They're, all, they're both fine, but is there anything you have to have here as far as Utah? Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, anyone you have to have. I think Mitchell is a, a fine play, but I prefer Levine, and they're similarly priced, so I would take Levine over Mitchell, I think, pretty easily. But Mitchell's going to be super contrarian, so if you want to play Donovan Mitchell in a spot against the Knicks, we're bad defensively, and um, you know he's going to be low on. I like it, but the guy that I actually like the most from this team is Jordan Clarkson. I was on the Morning Grind podcast, and Stevie was talking about, and I go, oh, okay, that makes, a, that makes a lot of sense. I like that call. He's been getting, you know, around 24, 25 minutes, kind of similar like he was in, uh, in Cleveland. But now you, you got to think he's got a little bit of a chance to get maybe a few extra minutes and blow out um, if, the, they, if the Knicks kind of fall behind here on the road in Utah. So Clarkson, I think, is a pretty strong value play at 4,400 on Fando, 4,600 on DraftKings. Anything else on this game that's worth talking about, or shall we talk about the hammer that is uh, Milwaukee – in Golden State? Is that a hammer? Yeah. Milwaukee will be doing some hammering, I think. We'll see. Uh, yeah. 218 is the total. Milwaukee is a 13-point favorite. Uh, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, you know, you're, you're talking about as far as the ownership. And I feel like also there's, there's always something psychological. People like instant gratification. Who wants to sit around for three and a half hours to watch their stud player play, right? You know, uh, I, I, feel like that, I feel like that has something to do with ownership. But also, yeah. like, we've seen goofiness with Giannis where, like, some days he plays, some days he doesn't. For the most part, he has. But especially with basketball, I feel a little bit hesitant to lock him in three and a half hours. Like nothing's going to happen. I don't think, but 1% chance yeah. it's golden state. It's the West Western conference. But uh, talking about Giannis, we kind of talked about in the context of uh, versus Luca and versus Harden. And I believe, I think you had him third in the podium, correct? Yep. He's third. He's third for me. Just primarily due to, there is some blowout risk here. And obviously Luca and, and Harden are kind of up there with Giannis on that tier of, you know, being that great. The minutes just aren't, I don't think I have him projected for 31 and that could obviously end up falling on the high side. So, um, but yeah, you know, about the thing about rostering guys late, you don't like to do that. You do. I did that last night. I was really happy about it until Anthony Davis fell and hurt his butt. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right. I do agree that there is a, I mean, Stevie actually mentioned this on the morning grind podcast too. Like we feel like there could be a chance here that Giannis sits in this one. It just kind of feels like it makes sense. Um, obviously, I feel like we'd have that news by now, but you never really know. I'm going to go, obviously, go considering that he's going to start and whatnot, but I just don't really have a lot of interest in this game as a whole from the Bucks side primarily. The only guy that I really have any interest in is Dante DiVincenzo. His price just makes a lot of sense. With no uh, George Hill, he could potentially pick up a few extra minutes as well as maybe add on to some blowout run because they kind of they kind of alternate who's going to get that blowout run for uh, between um, – Wes Matthews, Pat Connaughton, George Hill, and DiVincenzo. So with Connaughton potentially out and uh, George Hill already ruled out, DiVincenzo potentially has the upside to maybe play 28, 29 minutes in this one. So 
he's a pretty good permanent guy, so I like him a little bit. 0.94 fantasy points per minute. Uh, I agree with you. I don't mind content as all at all as, as kind of a pivot or as kind of a cheapie. He's a guy that can definitely get there and pay it off in like 26, 27, 28 minutes. And uh, I don't know if I'm, I don't want to speculate that Giannis is going to wouldn't shock yeah. me. I agree with you. Wouldn't shock yeah. me. It's probably not going to happen, but right. uh, it, it wouldn't shock me at all for what it's worth. Uh, Draymond is back tonight with Draymond being back. You know, uh, I, I don't really like Golden State. It's, it's a, it's a mishmash of guys. Somebody's probably going to rise up, I suppose. But I don't know how – you know, we know how Golden State operates or how the Milwaukee operates defensively. They don't give a lot of points inside. They give a lot of points as far as threes. Is anybody pop for you on the Golden State side? Is anybody even necessary? I guess necessary is not the right word. But I don't know if yeah. I have anybody in Golden State in my pool. Draymond maybe, but I'm not certain he's going to get 30 minutes. I, I got nothing for you, man. I'm not excited. Uh, yeah, so Draymond Green, I think, would be interesting if I was confident in his minutes, but I'm just not. So, you know, I'm actually projected for 26 right now, so I'm pretty low on his minutes. Um, if he was projected higher, I think he, he could be a good play. But the guy that I'm actually getting to is GR3, Glenn Robinson the third, uh, out of the University of Michigan. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but I'm aware, he's, yeah. just, <laughs> he's just kind of falling Thanks. into a price. I don't want to be that guy who only plays guys because, like, they go to my favorite school or whatever, but. Um, I do think he is actually a solid player. He's going to play a ton of minutes, whether the score is close or not. And, you know, the pricing at 4-2 on FanDuel and 4-7 on DraftKings is really nice. I do like him a lot more on FanDuel where he's a lot cheaper. And, uh, you know, obviously gets more points for blocks and steals and whatnot. But, um, yeah, he's pretty much the only one. I guess you could play Eric Paschal, too. Uh, He played 31 minutes the other night and did nothing with them. But if he plays around 28, 29, 30 minutes again, he could be a nice pivot off Michael Porter Jr., but that's pretty much it for me. Well, what Draymond back's got to hurt him to some degree, right? I think so, but Draymond Green essentially only he essentially plays the point guard, right? <laughs> and we've seen Pascal play the small forward a lot, so that's kind of what got me to thinking that maybe he still plays uh, a solid amount of minutes here. I'm projected for 28 for Pascal, so the, I think the ability for him to play small forward, power forward, and center benefits him here, while yeah. Draymond Green is playing a lot of point guard. Yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of sort of depends what Bowman's doing, if he's running the point or not, if you're right, not starting yeah. or not. But I, I feel like for the most part, like, that's not even worth figuring out. Like, I don't, well, what's the payoff, yeah. right? If, if you're right, if you're actually right on something, like, okay, now what's the payoff? If you hit yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you'd get Pascal for, what, 28, 29 minutes, and then you, you need Great. to do something with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got to step aside. We got to get out of here. Obviously, crunch time is on layaway. Uh, up next, Roth, Meansy, I think JSU. I don't want to be a presumptuous. Uh, give me a hot take before we step aside and get out of here. Who's breaking the slate? You gave me a bold. Well, you said a fade to some extent, but I don't want to hold you to it because maybe you play some yeah. quarter. Who knows? But um, you, you kind of threw the caution flag up, if nothing else. Uh, give yeah. me a bold play. Uh, a bold. No, I was combining words there. A bold <laughs> stance. Who, who's going to break the slate tonight? Yeah, so I'll have a little bit of Porter, but my bold take, my hot take is uh, Kevin Herter goes for 45 FanDuel points. There it is. I like it. That's yeah. pretty good. I'm going to get some Herter in my life as well. He's Kyle. I'm Dean. Enjoy your basketball tonight. We're out of here. Holler.